What's going on, everybody? Welcome back for another episode of Trigger. This is Trigger, episode number 494, here on Wednesday, December 13th. Joined by the one, the only, Spencer Brown, managing editor of Town Hall. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I never know. It's like when you do TV and you're like, is there going to be there a gonna delay? Be- <laughs> if I say hi, is it going to be weird? <laughs> yeah, well, I like to keep you on your feet here. So... Uh, why don't uh, we get into the Biden family corruption? Because that seems to be the big story this week. There's not a whole lot of like breaking news, but there's kind of a little bit of breaking news. But mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It kind of feels a little slow, but a little bit of breaking. The new indictment, yeah. use air quotes on this one, because <laughs> um, this was the dropped charges that they uh, were going to you know, refile. And it took them like three months to do so. But they are three felonies and six misdemeanors based on taxes, tax evasion, fraudulent tax returns, failure to pay taxes. You know, we knew all of this. Right. But uh, it's nice to get it refiled. It's in California, though, so a little skeptical about that. <laughs> um, Fair. The I think my favorite part about all of it, though, is we get we get to rehash all the things that he spent money on and didn't pay his taxes. Yeah. His line items read like (laughs) something that would be in a like a script for I don't even know some sort of mob movie mixed with the hangover mixed with something. Various women was a line item. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, that should be a legitimate of all of it. He spent more (laughs) on the line items for various women, quote unquote, and adult entertainment than he spent on legal fees, which is how you should have known that this was going to end poorly for him. My favorite line item was when he tried to write off like a twelve thousand dollar membership in like a sex club. Yes, it was literally a sex club. Yeah, (laughs) it's a business expense. It's how you network, you meet people, you hand your business card around, probably some diseases. Yeah, so it was like (laughs) this was like one point four million dollars that he owed. Is that what it was? Look, it's business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to spend money to make money. Okay, (laughs) and the best part about it was during this time when he was cash flush, he was still fighting against paying child support a fight that was successful to get his amount lower that he has to pay and then in return his poor daughter got some of his paintings Mm -hmm. which is not the same as cash big time value in those yeah but the only value in those is the bribes that he's being paid for them true true but he didn't get any bribe money from his daughter no i know i know (laughs) he he wasted money and he she didn't get money i don't know the funny thing though is like it's not just the tax fraud like he also just didn't file taxes in 2017 Mm -hmm. and so like the brazenness with which he acted just shows how democrats especially ones named biden think they can do anything and get away with it like he wasn't just Mm -hmm. lying and saying things you know like sex club memberships were business expenses he just didn't even bother filing a tax return which I just feel like if you or I were to not file a tax return for a year, it would uh, take, we'd be cooked. It, like he didn't file in 2017 and he's just getting charged with it now. I feel like we would get thrown in prison within like 18 months. Oh, yeah, yeah because because once whatever, you know, so obviously the tax deadlines in April. Yep. Usually people can get extensions to like August or whatever. Yeah. Once that came around and we didn't file, they'd be like, okay. <laughs> What gives? Evasion. Yeah, straight to jail. jail. (laughs) Yeah. So, and then today, the Hunter Biden saga took a new step up on Capitol Hill, where uh, he was subpoenaed to come testify at a deposition. Yeah, it was a closed deposition, so not a public thing. Yeah. Which is the standard procedure and something that people like Jamie Raskin insisted on when it was Republicans that were subpoenaed. 
But of course, in this case, Hunter Biden thought he could set his own rules. Well, yeah. He wasn't going to do the closed door deposition. He was only going to testify publicly. But despite being a Biden and a Democrat, Congress well, does not Jr. work around their preferences. Don Jr. spent 40 hours in closed door depositions because of the the Russian collusion hoax. Yeah. Yep. Um, and so Hunter Biden showed up, didn't do anything, I guess. No, he just showed up to do a publicity stunt yeah. Yeah. and be out there and again try to – I. They're saying bad, bad things about me and it hurts my feelings. Mm-hmm. When Basically. The interesting thing I remembered because I covered this back when he had to enter a plea in the Delaware uh, case over the firearm charges mm-hmm. that he faced for lying on a background check form and then having a gun illegally while being addicted to cocaine or crack. And uh, he didn't want to appear in person for that because he's living in California now, which is yeah. why these charges were filed in California. And he's, his attorneys made a request that he appear virtually via video for the plea hearing, citing uh, logistical problems with him having to fly all the way from California to Delaware. But then apparently he didn't have any problem flying to D.C. to not even do anything here. Oh, of course. So what yep. What gives? Of course, they did this publicity stunt on the Senate side. Yep. Because if it was on the House side, the House Sergeant at Arms could have uh, brought him in, even though that would have never happened either. But yeah, there, there's not a whole lot of teeth in what they're currently doing. It's still kind of just oversight committee, mm-hmm. you know, subpoenas. It, he should be held in contempt of Congress, though. Well, that's what Jim like, Jordan and James Comer said they're going to do uh, now. But that also is rather toothless because. The DOJ very rarely, especially when it's the DOJ run by his dad, Joe Biden, enforces contempt of Congress. Yep. Um, it was, of course, enforced against Republicans and Steve Trump Bannon. associates. Yep. Yeah. Um, yep. But, of course, it won't be enforced probably for Hunter Biden. But there's a lot more pressure once later this afternoon they're supposed to be voting on this uh, impeachment inquiry, making that a formal thing. And once that is formal, they do have more sort of levers to pull to try to compel testimony. Yep. But a lot remains to be seen. And obviously the Bidens are not interested in playing along. Well, good segue to the Comer and Jordan clips because we got uh, three of them here for you. Mr. Producer, just playing back to back. Uh, and then we'll we'll talk about it. Roll those clips. I would just point out that I've had a chance now to review what uh, Hunter Biden said in his, his press conference. And I think he made an interesting statement. He said his father was not financially involved in the business. And I think that qualifier, the word financially, is is important because once again, it shows... Another change, another change in this story. First, it was no involvement. Then, no, I never, never talked to anyone. And then we find out about the dinners, the meetings, the phone calls, and everything else. Now it's okay. He wasn't involved in the business financially. I think that is important. Uh, it's one of the one of the reasons we want to talk to Hunter Biden. The House Oversight and House Judiciary Committee are conducting this credible investigation that an overwhelming majority of Americans want. We have specific questions for the president's son. He does not get to dictate the terms of this subpoena. If a majority of the House now says we're in an, an official impeachment inquiry as part of our constitutional duty to do oversight, that carries weight. That's going to help us get these witnesses in. And maybe most importantly, regarding this morning's activities, this is the argument that the White House and Hunter Biden's counsel used to say he shouldn't come. Okay. We disagree. We thought he should have been here. But when we take that vote this afternoon, what's our argument going to be then? We think he should come in. And so and if he doesn't, we're going to we're going to move forward with uh, contempt proceedings. There's a process we have to follow, but we plan to do that. So, yeah, he I I like most out of all of that where Jordan's like, you know, it's very interesting how they use that specific language about my father was not financially involved. Yes. So 
It changed again. So, okay, now, right, we're moving again and again further and further down the line. Because we started during 2020 campaign cycle on the trail, and Joe Biden was asked about it and said that he never discussed any business dealings. Any of it. He said, we never discussed that. And then went from never discussed to he's never been in business Mm -hmm. to now he was never financially involved. But yep. Joe Biden did not have to be financially involved for any of this to happen because the whole thing was Hunter Biden and James Biden were profiting off of their access to Joe Biden, which the whole idea could have been Joe Biden doesn't get the payout until the end. Also, Joe Biden doesn't need the money. It would have right. just been enriching his family. The whole scheme was, yeah. Like, it just because Joe Biden didn't get, like, a dollar doesn't mean anything. But also, the Oversight Committee has found all of these checks going directly to Joe Biden that they've reasoned away and claimed was repayments for a truck loan or something. So again, we do have money going to Joe Biden. They say it's for a truck repayment or whatever. But even if Joe Biden never got a penny of this, it doesn't mean that he wasn't part of the scheme to peddle influence and sell access to Joe Biden to enrich the rest of his family, which would obviously benefit him, even if not financially directly in his bank account. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. So, yeah, like you said, the impeachment inquiry vote is uh, supposed to occur soon. Um, are they currently, still talking about it? Good old Jamie Raskin's on the floor. Is that what they're currently debating? No. No, they're not there yet. It's supposed to be sometime this afternoon or evening. Uh, it sounds, at least according to the speaker, Mike Johnson, that it's going to pass. So, not sure what the next steps will be after that. I assume, is that when they form the, uh, is that when they form the committee? That is there is like a full committee, or is it just like a is it just like a committee to discuss potentially forming a actual committee? Kind of. Yeah. So the impeachment inquiry making that official then allows them to allocate like resources and funding and stuff to ramp up. Because right now the investigations are just being run out of the judiciary judiciary committee and the oversight committee with some help from like right. other committees. But once they have an official inquiry, then that launches that body to start doing the work Mm -hmm. that needs to be done which i think republicans do have to do because even though those who have followed this have seen like any of the whether it's the testimony before the oversight committee from the irs and the fbi whistleblowers or the documents uh the ways and means committee has also been involved in this or just like the bank records that they found all the mess over the fbi not wanting to give access to the 10 was that the 1023 form uh from the confidential informant that was outlining all of the ways that Joe Biden was involved in the business with charisma and everything else. So if you've been following this, it's clear that Republicans in the House are making progress. But having a formal impeachment inquiry and actually moving this forward, I think, is important to Republicans just because they said so much in the midterms and even just since 2020 saying that accountability was coming. They do need to keep moving things ahead and not like another hearing where they just describe how crooked Joe Biden is doesn't really do that. So I think this is an important step for them with voters who entrusted them to bring accountability for them to actually keep moving that ball forward. Yeah. And in the end, I mean, I think uh, initially I was a little bit concerned about how the impeachment inquiry or whatever you want to call it could potentially rally some support around Joe Biden. But I feel like where he's lost the support would not be where a like institutional rally would come from. Right. For him. I think that makes Um, sense. You know what I mean? Like uh, he's lost a lot of support amongst minorities, particularly um, blacks and Hispanics. Like, you know, (laughs) I'm just saying people in the lower income are not worried about the happenings in the halls of Congress. Right. They're worried about why is uh, my grocery bill three times what it used to be and why are my wages not going up? 
Um, and why is, you know, the business that I work for suffering, you know, all that stuff tied together is why people feel terrible about the economy and the economy is thriving. Well, that's what they say. <laughs> business that's, is uh, booming. Prices I, are down, everyone. It's stop, so good that stop complaining, peasants. You have yeah. it better than you know. I've mm. been told that it's just uh, the the vibe that it's a bad economy. Yeah, uh, that's what uh, some it's, piece of shit leftist said. I, I, listen, the other when day. when home, pay, home when home mortgage payments double in just two years, that means that things are going so well. Oh well, <laughs> well, yeah. low prices are not a good thing. Yeah. You need to realize this, yeah. right? Low. Yeah. Low prices. You need mean, to shoot low prices. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, it's so dumb. Oh my god! It, yo, that's what uh, what's her name? Uh, Jasmine Crockett. Yeah. Who was bitching about? Oh, why are the Republicans going to be on this impeachment inquiry committee? Well, she was like, "Well, here's the fact: these black people who are <laughs> souring on Joe Biden, they're just too dumb to understand how things go, like how things work." I'm mm-hmm. just like, uh, yeah. the lack of self awareness here is kind of <laughs> yeah. A comedy show because she has no objection either. You, you <laughs> retarded Americans just don't know how yeah. the actual economy works. I mean, that's basically their line that's at this point. Yeah. You don't know how good you've got it, and I'm like, well, we did have it good. Mm-hmm. Uh, under President Trump, the and economy then you was great. It. <laughs> yeah, they literally they were, all they had to do was not fuck it up, and they did. Um, although you know, to be a little bit fair, this is pretty much decades of unimpeded money printing and spending, ballooning well past one hundred percent of GDP at this point. That's coming home to roost. Um, but of certainly, the Biden administration spending an additional. You know what, six to eight trillion dollars more, even at this point. I guess now it'll probably be more like ten to twelve once we get past the end of this year. That didn't help, and you know the American quote American Rescue Plan and the infrastructure plan, the Inflation the, Reduction Act. My personal yes, favorite. Yeah, that's a good one. That's another one. That's a good one. Thanks, Joe Manchin. That was good. Should we transition this into our economic segment? Sure. Well, yeah, so that's where I was yeah. going with this. Oh, and, yeah. Sorry, uh, our, we're taking a while to oh, – You know, I was leading into it. I'm just getting all of it up. The economic reporter over here, <laughs> yeah. you know, our, our built-in <laughs> economics guy, Spencer Brown, the CPI, that was yesterday? If somebody had told me when I was flunking geometry in junior high that I would be the economics guy, that's you. my teacher who told me, you're smarter than you look – would eat her shorts. Well, listen, you don't have to worry about triangles no. and trapezoids and shit. I've yeah. seen the pyramids are there. Great. I still am the most salty that in high school they said, you're not going to have a calculator in your pocket. <laughs> and I'm like, I have more than a calculator in my pocket. I have a fucking computer that's faster than the shit that they put people on the moon with. Plus AI. Like, <laughs> that will show its work for you. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Even better. But geometry um, is racist. Is it? Against that Bohemian one of those gypsies. No, well, no, Against mean, Bohemians, yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Well, there you we go. We all know it's coming. <laughs> well, advanced placement, saying, advanced saying, placement classes are racist yeah. and also accusations of plagiarism are racist. That's so again, too. geometry is Saying definitely. best person for the job. Well, is since we're on the school thing real quick oh, before you, we move on. Yeah, well, you oh, jumped in. Uh, uh, this one I had to bring up. A Seattle student w- was <laughs> failed on a quiz for saying men can't get pregnant. Correct. Um, and What's his name, Jeremy? This, this, the question literally was: All men have penises, true or false? And that was obviously true. Uh, but 
It already just feels like a trick question. (laughs) It's like, uh. And then question seven, only women can get pregnant, true or false. Uh, Oh, my God. Yeah. This, but but I don't understand. I don't understand why this class called Ethnic Studies World History was giving a quiz titled Understanding Gender versus Sex. Well, it's because of intersectionality. Yeah, and also like they they need to fill the whole like the whole school year. There's not a lot. And Bill Moore pointed this out. He's like, now we have all these bullshit like ethnic studies classes popping up, and they're going into this yeah intersectionality and all this other woke shit because frankly, there's not much to study. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, once you've decided that you can't study most of American history or any of what like Western yeah. civilization used to be like a full class that your full teacher class. would really struggle to get through all because yeah. that's a lot of history, but now you can't teach that as the truth and what we all learned you have to instead do these ethnic studies classes about gender and sex and tell 10th graders i think it was that um god all men or men don't necessarily have penises and non-women can get pregnant apparently that's a good one um it's not great i just i just i don't (laughs) even know was that a was that a jason rant story yeah yeah he's i don't i feel bad i mean he's like literally the lone happy warrior out in the Pacific Northwest and he crushes it because he he finds all this stuff that everybody like this is all stuff that like we were talking about earlier people who don't follow the inner workings of the halls of Congress people know that the left is dumb with all this woke stuff but they don't realize how bad it is and he's like well here's another one and people realize they're like oh this is really really bad well what I find really interesting is I wonder how bad it would have gotten before this kind of took off being a story generally, you know, the education parental rights movement without COVID because COVID really gave people a immediate look into what teachers were teaching their kids. Yep. Well, everybody's dad all of a sudden is hearing some teacher tell his son yeah. that women have penises and right. he's like, huh? What? Right. Huh? I'm paying for this. And <laughs> so that was happening before for a few years and then all of a sudden got exposed mm-hmm. without COVID who knows how long that would have gotten, you know, much, much worse. Yeah. Um, and it's working. I mean, the brainwashing yeah. is occurring. You look at not only the, the, whatever, what, what gen are we on now? Are we still in Gen Z or these kids, whatever these kids are? Hell. Um, yeah. Right. Well, Hell. Not yeah. only do they believe this, you know, gender bullshit, they also are totally detached from reality in other ways, thinking things like uh, the Holocaust are made up. Yes. You know, if you saw those numbers, yeah. uh, thinking that, you know, Israel deserved what happened on October 7th. I mean, you go down the list, it's just total left wing brainwashing that's occurring you in our education system. You must to be a far left activist now. It's a prerequisite. Yeah. yeah. Intersectionality, the woke shit, it's all together in one big ball of brainwashing, and that's what they're doing. And 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 that feeds into also the socialist communist views that a lot of these kids have. Oh yeah, and pretty much why our economy may never recover. And that's a great segue over to uh, town hall economics reporter Spencer <laughs> Brown yes. to tell us how bad the economy is because that's usually my role. So I'll let you handle that. Well, it's not great. Uh, so this week we got the new jobs numbers so that's for november we also got the consumer price index for november which was also not good not that anybody who follows the mainstream media or listens to just joe biden in the white house would ever know that because Mm -hmm. again as we said everything to them inflation is down everything's great in fact it is not down 
uh, for the CPI specifically, that ticked up a tenth of a percent in the month over month, but the annual increase is still 3.1. Yep. And a friendly reminder that the Federal Reserve, which has already sent interest rates to the highest level since early 2001, uh, has not managed to get inflation down to its goal of just 2%. It's still at 3.1. And if you take the core CPI inflation uh, annual number from the November report, that is at 4%. So that is double what the Fed wants to see. And then today, the Fed had their meeting and announced yet again, no rate increase, keeping it the same. It's their third meeting in a row where they just said, keep it where it is. Yep. I'll tell you what, if we end up surviving this time period, yeah. this calamity, uh, just, just generally, calamity. you know, if we end up getting, you know, a long time into the future and, and the history books are written, the Fed's inability to do its sole job in controlling inflation and, you know, overseeing the monetary supply in this country, their failure in this time period will go down in history as one of the like saddest jokes of an attempt at being a central bank. Um, Maybe we should they, get rid of it. Well, and they, the Fed, they, Rand Paul they, and they, Ron they, Paul before Ron him Paul. have been saying this yeah. longer than we've been alive. Yeah. All of our ages combined. Well, I'm, def- I'm not a end guy yet. Maybe moving in yeah. that direction. Uh, <laughs> definitely clear. an audit. <laughs> de- definitely an audit. The Fed yeah. guy. That audit the Fed bill that Rand Paul puts forward very yeah. often is should certainly happen. The way they do things over there is questionable at best. Uh, but yeah, this time period, it, it really is ridiculous. And and anybody who actually follows this stuff saw all this coming, and they were months and months behind on moving on this stuff. Yep. If they had reacted the way they should have, you know, they didn't start raising rates until April of 2021. But by September of 2020, when we were starting to come out of the, you know, the pandemic, mm-hmm. it was blatantly obvious that there was going to be a serious amount of inflation. And there had already been a ton of new federal spending just in those first like yep. seven, eight months of the Biden administration. They should have known exactly what was going to happen if they had a clue about economics because we've seen it happen before. And then the fact, again, that then once they started raising rates, they did it so aggressively that they got us to the highest level since January, I think it was, 2001, and then just stopped raising them because yep. they were worried they might overcorrect. And it's like, okay, well, inflation, I I want to know still how much of it has to do with what the White House was messaging because the whole first year of the term, that was when we were told inflation is transitory and all that nonsense. And so if they were spooked into – because obviously if the Fed raises interest rates, that would make it clear that inflation was not transitory, which everybody knew other than the White House right. from what they were saying. But to spike rates that fast, but that late, and then stop raising them when like, if you're really trying to crush inflation, you, you shouldn't have You gotta go paused. hard in the paint. Because there has been no deflation. That's right. the thing. They're pausing when things have not gone down. Even though the White House says inflation is down, that's not true. The rate of inflation month over month has slowed. But the inflation, because it's compounding over the last two plus years since Biden took office, I think the exact number is uh, 17, some 17.4% is how much inflation we're actually at right now compared to when Biden took oh, office. Oh, the cumulative? I, th- I thought that the cumulative was up above 20 now in the official measurement. Oh, that could be. But, but, but if you look at the real... Yeah, inflation <laughs> is not one-tenth of a percent in November. Inflation yeah. is a tenth of a percent higher than the month before it and the month before it going back two plus years, yep. getting you above 17%. At the same time, Workers' real wages are down some like 3.4% mm-hmm. since Biden took office. So Americans are making less money. They have less buying power. Inflation is way higher. And the Fed is like, we're just going to give it a pause. Well, I saw something today that said that uh, before the pandemic, so at the end of 2019, 
a pound of ground beef was three dollars and nineteen cents, and now it is five dollars and twenty nine cents. So by rough quick math, there that would actually be closer to sixty percent real price increase. Mm-hmm. Of course, they uh, disqualify what is it, food and energy and housing. Yeah. In these calculations, core, which is literally excludes energy and uh, food. Yeah. Which is literally, you know, what you need to survive. Yeah, I don't ever understand how they, they do that. But yeah, you know, anybody who buys shit realizes that these numbers that they're putting out are fugazi. Are, yeah, it's all it's, it's all so it's, doctors. It's bullshit. goddamn Chinese math. Yeah, well, you can say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's the same thing with the unemployment numbers. They always constantly do that. Oh, they, and they just it did down. that every yeah. single month. They revised down the yep. previous months. This yeah. time, uh, the November report, they only revised down one of the previous months. But normally they revise down both of the previous months. And it's usually by between 15 and sometimes six figures worth of jobs that they're like, by the way, we were wrong. Yep. There were not actually 135,000 jobs added in the last two months. There were like 10. 10. <laughs> well, in, in these reports, we always talk about the devil being in the details with the participation rate and the underemployed and people having two jobs and all that stuff. Yeah. But mm-hmm. a really underrated part of these numbers being fucking bullshit is the the biggest sector in which jobs were actually added mm-hmm. were healthcare and majority government. And manufacturing, which is the UAW strike ending. So that right. is yeah. negligible. That's yeah. not Government jobs, jobs yeah. are not actually jobs created by the economy. Yep. They don't produce anything. for workers. It doesn't, just, yeah. it doesn't produce anything. More bureaucrats. And then healthcare is also an industry that's very much just kind of the government. Government driven, yeah. Point, Thanks, Obama. Medicare, Medicaid, all that stuff. Yeah. Obamacare destroyed the whole yeah. medical industry. It mean, in, sh- in short, we're fucked. <laughs> well, Thank it, you. Yes, good summary. It, yeah. it, but as you like to say, DEFCON fuck. Could be. Yeah. yeah. But we're getting there. Yeah, it seems close. We've got the real estate thing looming. Oh, the commercial real commercial estate. Commercial real estate. Yeah. That, that's going to be like the nuclear bomb. Residential real estate's not doing too great either. I mean, that's because of high yeah. mortgage rates. Yeah. Um, Highest in twenty two years. Yeah. Well, and and it's actually now they just ran new numbers this morning. Oh, uh, who put it out? Maybe CBRE. I think it's actually now fifty two percent more expensive to buy a home than it is to rent, which is an a historical all-time high. It's not great. Not good. Biden's not good. America. Potomkin Village. Potomkin Villages. Um, How long until we have Bidenville set up around Biden the White Bills, House? Yeah, right. I mean, there yeah. already are enough homeless. What else do we got Out here? Bidenville. <laughs> Be a fun stunt. That one guy was protesting nuclear war out in front of the White House yeah. in his little tent for like 45 years. Mm. So. Yeah. Oh, and we're broke, but, you know, we could always give more money to Ukraine. Here's a clip of uh, President uh, I Shit My Pants. Uh, Roll that clip. Compromise is how democracy works, and I'm ready and offered compromise already. Holding Ukraine funding hostage in an attempt to force through an extreme Republican partisan agenda on the border is not how it works. Yeah, I mean... That's that's ridiculous. If that went to Israel, I would have no problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, yeah. like I yeah. would have no problem. But like you have like this Zelensky slut coming in, you know, <laughs> you know, asking for more money. Well, here's my problem with the whole thing. Everybody knows been against this from the beginning. But uh, to reiterate, there is no plan for victory at any point. In terms of there's, plan, there's no plan there's for no peace plan. at any point. The the Donbass, as it's been <laughs> referred to, uh, which Nikki Haley can't name, by the way, even though she wants oh, to uh, go to war uh, with Russia over it, yeah. um, which is the Donetsk, the Luhansk, the Crimea, 
Wow, look at you. Yeah, yeah. I know my fucking Age shit. Of empires yeah. Out yeah. Here. Age yeah. Of empire. I, I could conquer Ukraine in a day. I should go work for empire. Putin and and just roll that shit. No, uh, I would have nuked them. But, the problem yeah. that I keep seeing with the messaging is the White House, the few times that it's actually given an answer when asked, what is the goal with all of this? What are we doing? It's been to put Ukraine in the best possible best possible negotiating position with Russia. Mm-hmm. But they've said it's improper to call for a ceasefire. It's improper to actually call for negotiations. And if you look at the battle maps – Again, going back to you, mm-hmm. Age of Empires, Civilization, mm-hmm. call you Sid Meier from now on. <laughs> you look at where the battle lines and the territorial control was basically when this started and where it is now. Nothing is moving. That's now. trench warfare. Russia now. tried this offensive. Ukraine tried a counteroffensive. Yeah. None of them really worked. And so the question is, why don't we head to a negotiating table and yeah. just see, see what happens? Just see what happens. See yeah. what happens. And if, but Putin's evil, remember. Right. If you don't, mm-hmm. if you don't support this... Basically, right. Ronald Reagan will rise from the dead and roll over his grave because Putin's going to basically become, you know, the dictator of Europe if we allow right. this to happen. But, like, through all of these months that the United States has been aiding Ukraine, we have put them in this position where nothing has changed, which is seemingly the best position they're going to be in to negotiate with Russia. So if mm-hmm. this continues, inevitably, Russia is eventually going to say enough is enough and probably do something crazy. Yeah. Which is going to put them and everyone in a way worse position. So why not go to the table when things are frozen basically as they started and be like, hey, this isn't going anywhere. The Americans are going to keep arming us because clearly Joe Biden is going to keep doing that. Yeah. And if you want to put an end to this, let's draw a map. These are the lines and let's all go back. And presumably the next time an idiot Democrat is president of the United States, Putin is going to invade again because they mm-hmm. only do this when Obama's in office and when Biden's in office. Yeah. That's true. Obama and Biden are the Uncontested only times that this rival Biden. Yeah. Or Obama. But, you know, well, they've backed themselves person. into a bad situation though here though uh, with the Zelensky, the newfound authoritarian leader of Ukraine. <laughs> um, High chance. No elections, no opposition parties, no questioning his authority. He's being so insistent on no, no peace talks. Right. Right. He was counting on this fucking gravy train running forever, and the gravy train has now dried up. I could uh, go for some mashed potatoes right now. That'd be good. No, that's not the point. Not as, good as the, not as good as the breakfast we had this morning, but the gravy train has dried up in Congress. They're punting the issue to next year. Uh, Biden only has a limited pool of money that he individually can tap into, and that weapons cash and funding is pretty tapped to begin with because he's been doing it for, what, almost two years now. Um, We're going to be sending him crates full of sticks at this point. So, so Zelensky's assumption that this would continue forever, and his insistence on no peace, yeah, like the alien in Independence Day, no would, uh, <laughs> you know, he's put himself into this situation where yeah. he might get totally fucked over, and now they're staring at a situation where they're going to run out of potentially arms and money going into the very, very cold winter. In Ukraine, oh, uh, such a shame. Which in which usually the lines don't move all that much anyway. We're just in full trench warfare at this point. You know, someone that I know and trust that knows a lot about this says that Ukraine's pretty much on the edge of losing this. They're never going to regain this ground back, so they might as well call it a day before they get fucked up even further. No, but you know, um, we got to drain Russia, man. Got to drain them. Well, and and, it's, and it's like that in scene in Charlie Tra- Wilson's War where. Philip Seymour Hoffman's explained the strategy in Afghanistan. It's the guy, he's like, basically, he's, we have no strategy. The guy's a cake eater, and I don't want to cast yeah. aspersions, but he's going to get us all killed. Yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, basically it. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And yeah. I think that. Attrition. Yeah, it is a war of attrition, and. And we can't fund this anymore. 
Well, you know, I, I'd say that we just said we have nothing to give them. We have no stingers. We have nothing. nothing. Well, that's that's true. That's a bigger. <laughs> we problem. We have no ammunition. That's that what we're going to give that, them cartons of like you know plastic swords at this point. That's a bigger problem. Mm, is that little we, cocktail skewers? Yeah, yeah. Like, here we yeah. wiped out our stockpiles, and we definitely put ourselves in a bad position with this uh, this lack of javelins. And you know, yeah, it's it's, it's not like you wave a magic wand and all these javelins just get fucking created. Yeah. Like it takes a while. Takes the chips. Well. There's all chips, kinds of issues uh, with that. Uh, Joe you know, Biden signed the chips law. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and also Zelensky. He went, I guess, to Argentina to uh, Javier Milley's uh, inauguration or whatever the fuck they call it down shit there. Leftists. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the shit leftists. Yeah, shit And the guy didn't even put on a suit. I'm like, have some respect. I don't think he has any. Apparently. Yeah. Apparently. Like, he, well, he but got you, blown up. But usually these military guys have nice dress uniforms. At least do that. This guy's in a fucking sweatshirt and sweatpants. I'm like, Jesus Christ, really? you're going to listen, beg for hundreds of millions listen. of dollars. At least put on a little bit something when, nicer. When you're the emperor, you can wear whatever you want. You can wear a kiss shirt. I mean, for <laughs> Christ's sake, I got to wear khakis tour. every day. This guy puts on fucking sweatpants. Um, anyway. Did he whip out a chainsaw uh, when he was in Argentina? I'd be lit. Well, the new, Arge- <laughs> the new, the new Argentine yeah. president is uh, awesome. a boss. Yeah. He's just shredding the government down yeah. there. He's like, Afuera. notice how Zelensky didn't <laughs> ask him. Zelensky didn't ask him for any money because yeah. that guy, Javier Milley is like, we're fucking broke. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, have you seen my country? 40% are in poverty. If anything, if anything Ukraine, you should be paying us. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Nestor. Yeah. Mr. Zelensky, dead, who's dead. probably laundering all kinds of money out of oh, this Oh, for too. sure. That's why he's mm-hmm. fucking pissed. Well, that's why they never wanted any oversight on any of this shit. And they still they still fight against that. I'm like, okay, well, how about we do some oversight on this money? And the Democrats and Zelensky are like, no, 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 no. you can't. No, any of this money is going. None of these hundreds Pro of millions of taxpayer Putin dollars. Stooges only want to audit the money that's that are me. going over there. That is me. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, since we're on the war topic, let's yeah. hit the Israel Hamas. So Hamas. obviously, a lot's been going on. Yeah. They're flooding the tunnels. Biden is hemming and hawing. He doesn't know where he is. He doesn't know if he's pooped his pants. He doesn't know if he supports or opposes the war. Um, he was at this donor event and said some all kinds of crazy shit of like, you know, they need to watch what they're doing and blah, blah, blah. He Yasser Arafat needs to watch what he's doing. Yeah. He, he doesn't <laughs> know what clear, he's saying. Joe Biden does not know any U.S. foreign policy whatsoever. Yes. No. This is the man yeah. who off the cuff called for regime change in Russia and declared that the United States would send troops to fight China to protect Taiwan. Yeah. Yep. Neither of which are the U.S. policy. Yep. He doesn't know. Um, oh, this is a good headline. Israel preps mighty enema for Hamas. Oh, Lord. I They're mean, getting, that's – Where's the line? The tunnel is about to get washed out, pressure washed, if you will. It's actually a very brilliant uh, yeah, it operation is. because yeah. it keeps one more IDF soldiers, soldiers from getting wounded or killed yep. where they find these people hiding in their foxholes and wherever else. They have all these like tunnels have these blast doors that have you know firing portals and all kinds of other stuff. It's like a death trap, reasonably. Yeah, trap that's well. how they design it. But if you flood them all with the beautiful crystal clear Mediterranean waters from the coast, mm-hmm. you yeah. just – Poseidon's you, Revenge. You just kind of fix everything because anybody who's still down in the tunnel is going to drown. Yep. All of the equipment that's down there is going to be ruined because it's yep. salt water. Salt water, yep. Uh, any mechanical stuff, any generators, any plumbing, electrical, yeah. communication stuff, whatever. Basically, the whole infrastructure is kaput. Yes. And anywhere that Hamas, especially in the tunnels that may be both on the older side or the newer side, that they haven't completely – because 
the ground that they're tunneling through is like sandy coastal land. Yeah. And so there's a good chance that the seawater will start leaching around the yeah. bulkheads and stuff that they built yeah. and just collapse. The just collapse. Yeah. Yep. It's brilliant. Yeah, I, I love it. And uh, flush them all out. Anybody who tells me that it's somehow a war crime can eat my shorts because these people are monsters and deserve to die. Yes. Die. Well, you know I love a good war crime anyway. But um, This is not the, it. No, this I know. Is this it. is certainly not, not it. it. I'd not be it. way more aggressive. I'd gas the tunnels, <laughs> oh. honestly. Um, honestly, yeah. not as effective as the water. They got the water. Yeah, well, I, yeah, yeah. They got the ventilation and shit down there. They were going to use those foam bombs. A lot of, deep gave that. A lot of toilets in Gaza about to be yeah. backing up with Mediterranean seawater. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Do they have toilets over there? Some. Yeah. Um, Not many. Yeah. I mean, Gaza is a total shithole anyway. I'm telling you, we got to get rid of everybody, move them out, and then we go Trump, waterfront, beach resort, BB Netanyahu, Trump, peace all inclusive. Ooh, it'll be the longest name of a beach I was resort. Say, ever. You know, that doesn't really roll off the tongue. So I like it for marketing. I like it. What's the acronym for that? Do you even remember? No, nah, no, I don't remember what I said. But okay. I can go back to Trump and Avalon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, broad region, but he'll definitely go with that because it sounds good. <laughs> You're gonna have the most beautiful beaches you've ever seen. You may even find a random tunnel here or there with a bunch of dead bodies. I mean, that's the biggest testament to how Hamas are idiots and their only focus is terrorism and killing Jews is because it is not that far up the coast and you're in Tel Aviv, mm -hmm. which is the exact same opportunity that would have existed there if they had actually had a real government. And yeah. Oh, for sure. Terrorists. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Tel Aviv is the most, one of the most beautiful cities I think I've ever seen. I sound like Trump. The most beautiful <laughs> city I've ever it's seen. It's the most beautiful city. It was... Uh, the gem of gratitude. The best nightlife. It was like 2.30 in the morning. I was on a beach in Tel Aviv at like a hookah place. And there <laughs> were literal children unaccompanied by adults just playing beach volleyball in the middle of the night. It was summertime, so they were off yeah. school and whatever. Yeah, they were just hanging out, playing around. The next morning I get up, everybody's out doing – they have gyms on the beach. Everybody's out working out, put Muscle Beach in L.A. to shame. Mm. It was beautiful. Took a walk along the crystal clear water, walked out a little ways. Then a lifeguard yelled at me that there were jellies in the region, and I got scared. <laughs> I, hate, I hate jellyfish. I was walking a lot that week. I did not have time to deal with jellyfish things yeah. on my feet. Oh my I, I, the thing with the, uh, you know, all the way from the beginning and the October 7th attack, what exactly was their end goal? I mean, obviously to inflict mm -hmm. maximum casualties and to start a war, but did they really think that they could win this war? Did they really believe that? I don't, I, I mean, you know, I, I don't want to say that yeah. Hamas's leaders are smart, right. but they're not idiots to be in charge right i mean they've also fled ahead of time to cutter and apparently they're all getting knocked off one by one i've been reading yeah but they're trying to keep it quiet yeah well the leaders that were in cutter were apparently told get the hell out to leave because they could the cuttery government said we can't keep mm -hmm. you alive yeah, <laughs> um, yeah and so I, I can't remember which country they said somewhere in north africa though they were supposedly decamping to next which mm. honestly is an easier target because well yeah i was about to say i heard that they began wiped out one by one by Mossad after you know they've yeah. been leaving but yeah i don't the end goal i mean ultimately all they existed to do was to kill jews and right. eradicate the state right. of israel so they had been doing that obviously for years before this with barrages of rockets they did it in 2014 they did it in 2021 they've mm -hmm. done it throughout the kind of the intervening years from the last time there was like an actual, you know, like a ground war and what yeah. we're seeing now. But I mean, it's just kind of, I, I think they may have banked maybe on there being less support 
yeah for israel yeah. around the world i think that that definitely has something to do with it it also just like hamas uh, Palestinian Islamic Jihad, Hezbollah, all these groups, the Houthis are all backed by Iran and they have a ton of money thanks to the Biden administration. So it also helped that they're flush with cash and Iran can be like, hey, we can give you all this stuff if you do something. Yeah. And so it may be I like the, the leaders of Hamas obviously were gone before anything happened mm -hmm. and they're now running for their lives, but ground. they they weren't in any real danger when it started. And well, to be fair, Al-Qaeda and the Taliban made the same mistake too. They thought it would be this big you know, holy war between the whole Arab world and Japanese, uh, the United exactly States. Yeah. The Pearl Harbor. Yeah. They and in the that. end, I guess yeah. Al Qaeda kind of won because the Taliban took back Afghanistan after 20 years of blood money and, you know, all that. Yeah. But mm -hmm. um, I didn't think they would also be able to penetrate that far into southern Israel. Mm -hmm. I think they were absolutely aghast when they when they breached the 60 or so spots along the fence mm -hmm. that that there was no one there. Yeah. Um, there was not a lot of Israeli security forces in the region. It was mostly yeah. just and, the security that's yeah. in the villages. And they killed a whole bunch of soldiers too on top of that. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. you know, you know, for over a year, you know, Israel knew something was coming. I mean, they, they saw them training. They were there. They had up, they made up, uh, they built like a kibbutz, like training yeah. facility in Gaza. And they, really? they, they, they watched them do these complex breaching exercises. There was a whole bunch of analysts who were like, yo, something is coming. Uh -huh. And like you always say, the failure of imagination. Yeah. The IDF was just they didn't what, think it could the, ever the happen. The consensus position was they don't have the technological or or the the, the capabilities to pull something mm -hmm. off like this off. And lo and behold, you know they did. Happened. Well, and I also think that the way that they did it and probably the timing on it was based on intelligence they had because again, Israel had been issuing basically work permits to yes. Palestinians to yeah. be able to go and work inside Israel. And then as we found after the attack and when first responders and IDF and others were going through, they were finding these very detailed plans that had names of people that lived in which houses and things that they would not have known if they didn't have yeah. somebody actually there. And so Yep. I think, yeah. and then also, I mean, like we were talking about, like Japan obviously did the same thing, trying yeah. to keep us out of World War, World II, War II. But like, this is also not like a nation state actor, like, even though people say that, you know, it's the state of Palestine, it is ultimately a terrorist organization backed by someone else. And Tehran does not care nope. if Hamas lives or not because nope. they have all their, like, they're the leading state sponsor of terror. They'll just yeah. fund another group more next time for the next attack. Right. And so yeah, we'll another if Hamas, even if Iran was like, yeah, if you do this, you're probably going to get wiped out, they don't care. Yeah. I think they expected to kill dozens of Israelis. The 1200 mark was mm. just absolutely just, I mean, well, yeah. but if they're there and there's no one around, and yeah, you, and you feel, and you're psychotic and genocidal like this. Yep. you're gonna stay and do what what Spencer saw last night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, oh yeah, you the saw the raw footage. footage. Yeah, um, you know it's. I, I, I mean, there there really has to be no one around regarding Israeli security forces in terms of response to basically sit around, eat a meal, torture a family, cut off pieces of their bodies mm -hmm. of you know, and and. Behead babies, and burning burn people, them, yeah. you know, gang raping people, uh, gang raping young girls to the point where their pelvises break and stuff like that. Like, there's, there's nobody around. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, they, they, I think they were just stunned that when they busted through that gate, no one was around. Yeah, and they got through easily. Yeah. It's, mm -hmm. I'm sure they're going to build a much more fortified wall there if yeah. they aren't I mean, already in progress. Think, <laughs> and they also took down some of the the motion sensors on this. Yes, yeah. yeah, as well. Yeah, there's some Which interesting. Is how you know they would get a bulldozer through there, right? There's some <laughs> interesting caveats I think about, like 
to be determined later about how this exactly happened. Well, the Knesset is the, definitely going to investigate. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they, yeah, but they, for they, sure. they have to get. They'll this, have their they have own. They'll kill some terrorists first. They'll have their own style of you know yeah. like kind of nine eleven commission. I'm yeah. sure. Because proportionally, what they had was way, way worse. Oh, so it was like a what, 9 or 11, 9 11s conflict? Like 45,000 Americans? And, and more than that. Right. More than that. I think At when least, I last ran the number, it was like it would be the equivalent of almost 60,000 Americans, right? Yeah, Somewhere yeah. in that region. So um, yeah, so these pro terrorist people, hmm. and I use people loosely, the more animals. <laughs> Violent. Savages, yes, yeah, savages. savages. Uh, they blocked a highway in California this morning. You know, they they should have been ran over, but some did actually plow through the line. Um, they took that video off of Relatives Twitter of yours. pretty quick. Yeah, well, you know, um, they what else did they do? They savaged a uh, Senate office building earlier this week. Yeah, um, insurrection. Some would say. Yeah, oh, big time. Um, they. What did they do? They accosted people leaving the Israeli embassy here in D.C. Mm-hmm. from a Hanukkah celebration, right? Yep. And that's just in the last week. Of course, yeah. then you have the anti-Semitic college presidents uh, who love genocide. One of them has bit the dust. That was what UPenn, UPenn. Yeah, Liz McGill. Yeah, she's gone. But she's still at the law school. Though. Yeah, well, of course, tre- so, tenure. Yeah, yeah. You're tenured. You yeah, could basically you kill someone <laughs> to take you Trump's line. I could shoot someone at Fifth down. Avenue. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Harvard's president is getting to stick around, uh, Claudine Gay. It would be racist and sexist to fire her for being a terrorist sympathizer, you see. Yep. Her entire um, academic career is a fraud. Oh yeah, did we That's she's also a liar? true. <laughs> like yep. it's it, it's it's just it's just everything is lifted from other people without any attribution. Mm-hmm. So, yep. she's a fraud. Who was the third college president? Sally Cor- uh, Cornbluff from where? MIT. And she's sticking around too? Yeah, she's sticking around. She's the one who the students kind of rushed the administrative buildings. They had to sit in. And if she did any sort of uh, disciplinary action, it could have um, basically put these students' visas in danger mm. because they're they're from those, these terrorist shithole countries. So she's like, you know, no, 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 no. I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. So you have that's why you have all these Jewish students like holding up in their dorms and like you know basically hiding in libraries at like Cooper Union for example, which is like mm-hmm. isn't that a predominantly like Jewish student body there? Yeah, I think so. Right, but you saw that video. They were there were hordes of these pro Hamas motherfuckers were just like trying to storm the, yeah. the library. Yeah. No security. Well, and then you also have the synagogue shooting uh, up in Al- uh, Albany. Um, yeah, notice how that got suffocated with a pillow once the guy's name was. Released. Well, it was on the first night of Hanukkah. Yeah. He yeah. luckily did not kill anyone. No, no. Uh, but you could take a guess about the name Mufid Fawaz Al Khadr. Sounds like a Mennonite to me. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, it only would have been more on the head if it was Muhammad. Yeah. But yes, Free Palestine. He yelled free, of, yeah. free Palestine, yeah, which yeah. isn't a place, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> had to get that Thank in God there. there was somebody around to tackle him because he, he got two shots off. I yeah. Think, shot yeah. Him, so. Has there been – I mean, there, there's been tons of protests and yeah. riots and attacks and defacing of menorahs, especially here in, in uh, this time of Hanukkah. They stormed the, well, time, the McDonald's at Times Square because they're pro-Israeli. Or something. Oh, yeah. Big, yeah. The Big Mac yeah. is a big supplier of yeah. the IDF, and then they accosted a falafel uh, store in Philly, mm-hmm. charging yeah. the owner with genocide because yeah. it's run by Jewish people. Uh, you had the woman in Indianapolis who intentionally crashed into the Hebrew school. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, got follow up on that. 
there's the the radical uh, Palestinian in Houston who wanted to shoot up the Jewish community. Oh yes, there. I remember that. Somehow, one, yeah. again, being a resident alien, he was able to get all these fucking guns, and yeah. the FBI knew about it. And it's just <laughs> like, okay, our great FBI focusing on J six people instead of these radicals um, or yeah, apparently child predators because mm-hmm. they dropped the slam dunk child porn case to go after these people. So. Um, yeah, and then today they're saying that the the, the threat level is still rising. So eventually, there's going to be some massive terror attack. Because Probably we're not clamping yeah. down on these protests. Well, the they don't FBI know. director said like all the lights are blinking red. Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, okay, Great. cool. What yeah, are you yeah. doing about exactly. it? Yeah. The no, German, they're not doing anything. And listen, I know it's not the best example, but the German police last month raided mm. the homes of Hamas supporters and members over 500 homes. Across the entire country, maybe we should do that here. Started with the care office. Well, you know what because, I found interesting. Yeah, because they're they've been they've been op, they're, they're they've been falling money down Hamas for years. We've known this. We wiretapped their phones. I found interesting that the German uh, what is it? I guess the head of like Homeland Security, their equivalent or whatever it is, was like, well, you know, the threat level is probably at about fifty thousand people here in Germany who are potential threats to the homeland, and we could just never get those people out of the country. And I'm like, mm, I, I seem to remember a time in the past when <laughs> you uh, were pretty efficient at moving people. Oh, no. So, you know, I just but we get should, them out. Yeah, we should send them out. Anyone who has, you know, Poland inkling. never let any of these yes. refugees in. No. You know how many terror attacks they've ever had Yeah, in the last, what, yeah. 20 years? Exactly. None, exactly. maybe one. Um, you Anyone know, who's given a cent or said anything pr- remotely pro Hamas should have their home raided. Well, you know, and that's my concern here is that I'm sorry, we're not like tracking these people properly. Yeah. No, FBI uh, director also admitted that. He's yeah. like, we're yeah. not tracking that. Yeah, and again. Oh, yeah. The okay. people flashing swastikas in Times Square start, not tracking. You're going to start maybe caring about. They're more worried about January 6th people still. Um, you know, they, they walked around the Capitol building, but, you know, radical Islamic terrorist who poses a threat to Americans here. No problem. They're not concerned whatsoever, and they're not tracking them properly. They're not, uh, you know, like like what Trump said with the San Bernardino people. Eventually, something terrible is going to happen, mm-hmm. and we're going to be like everybody knew there was bombs all over the floor. But <laughs> the Biden administration said that it's Islamophobia if you call it out to anybody. Well, you know, and you're already seeing that all really over the place. If there's actually something. Well, that's what I said. You stole my line yeah, on that one. Yeah. I said it's not a phobia <laughs> when they really want to fucking kill you. I'll still uh, – the late Christopher Hitchens were fighting fascism with an Islamic face. Yeah. So yeah. true. I mean it's, it's – like, if we didn't have this, this Democrat corrupt piece of shit government, I mean, yeah, I think we should – if Trump was in office right now in the second term, we would oh, definitely yeah. be raiding these homes. Of course. <laughs> all these pro-terrorists, you know, the, the all these student groups that have been on campus that have been suspended yep. – which is a good step. They should be just totally kicked out and these kids expelled. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Well, you know, keeping in mind the way that all these terrorists are coming in, the way that worries me the most is through our southern border where we have no operational control. Yeah. Uh, just last week in one day, I think we had, what, 20,000? Uh, 12,000 is pretty much the new normal yeah. now for the count. Uh, a majority of them single adult males coming from all countries all over the world. Many of them. Um, Getting flagged, and when we do yep. get to yeah. them and we run their name, they're like, "Oh yeah, you're terror not, watch list." Yeah. You're a Re- yo, uh, when he was yep. still with them, re up that video of James O'Keefe dressing like Bin Laden. Oh yeah, and and, and yeah. just going across the board. Yeah, yep. <laughs> um, you know, illegal immigrant uh, murdered a Texas high school cheerleader. 
There was another case I just saw where in a car accident, an illegal killed a mother and a daughter. I mean, there's countless incidents of that happening now because yes. the volume is so high. Remember the one that ran into uh, the bus stop in uh, Texas? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You see that video? Mm -hmm. Oh, that video is nasty. There's yeah. body parts everywhere. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, you know, it, what people in, in southern states down there, the border states are going through is a travesty. Yeah. The Biden administration has no interest in fixing it. You know what I love today where Kareen Gray-Poupon was asked about the border and she says, well, we have a supplemental package proposal to Congress to hire 1,300 more Border Patrol agents. Well, those agents aren't to catch and deport people from this country. They are to catch, process, and release into the country. Yep. They are not deporting nearly anybody from what I can tell, including, including violent criminals. Yeah, You have pedophiles, rapists, murderers coming into the country. They're like, eh. Come you on know, in. Just, Welcome just to show El Norte. Your, just show up for your court date in seven years. That's no oh. problem. Also, here's your phone. Oh, your free phone. Yeah, your yes. free phone. Everything. Your free, free phone, phone. Your free health care. If you have it's, kids, it's free education. Welcome free to America. shelter. Uh, you know, in New York now, they're cutting billions from the budget for, for services for, for U.S. citizens. police and schools. Yeah. Yep. Which are like literally when people are like, oh, you're a conservative. What should government do? That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're cutting it because from that, which services U.S. citizens because they have to service these illegals. So the uh, so the graffiti of the uh, New York City of '77 is coming back. It's I be, think it's that's the be least like of their concerns. It's going to be like Charles Bronson, Death Wish. Uh, I'm pretty sure the graffiti is going to be the least of their yeah, concerns. Of it. They have literal <laughs> yeah, sure. shit in the street that's coming out of the asses of these illegals. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, the rats are out of control. I mean, you, know, you can't my, even call some of these elementary schools schools like PS one eighteen, PS seventeen. They're all like uh, immigrant, you know, yes. hotels. Well, now. My, my sister, and New Yorkers are yeah. fed up, like Democrat New Yorkers. Yeah. Well, my sister, who over. is a Democrat New Yorker, well, she's less of a Democrat now than she used to be, but she said that the city's overrun with illegals. Uh, there's so much crime. The subway's unsafe. There's shit all over the place. Did the rats are out of control. Did you the clip from Pulp Fiction? You voted for this. Yes, you did. Oh, no, yes, she, you did. She didn't vote for this, uh, and, and she hates Eric Adams. That's for sure. She hates Joe Biden, too, which is interesting. Oh, but, um, she's probably so going to vote for Trump. She's, she's, oh, really? Uh, yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. but not that it'll matter in New York. But that's the point that that you know a lot of Democrats are actually at, especially in New York, which is very ironic. Not that Trump will win New York. That's just, just the raw numbers never will work out there. Um, but it is an overall trend, I think, that a lot of people who didn't really like Trump and kind of couldn't stand him now are like, hmm. Maybe we fucked up. Maybe we fucked up and we need yeah. this guy back to restore some order to the country. Um, you know, we had it. We had an economy. We had border security. We had world peace. Uh, we had less crime. Yeah. I mean, it's it's literally just the fact of what it is at this point, and so that's going to be interesting. I mean, really, if the election was held today, Trump would win. Yeah. Now it's not today. There's no. a long time until the election next year. Way too much time. That's the problem, really. I was like, let's just get this election over with now. Let's get it done. I wish yeah. it was kind of like Britain where you just call snap election Israel or too. Israel. Yeah. Well, like, they had yeah. six elections in six years, so yeah. we don't need that. That's a little much. I don't think I'd be able to work in politics. Trump that's shit. the kind of cadence that's... we were working on. <laughs> Hopefully um, Trump wins. Then we, to fix all these problems, we probably need to suspend elections for a 
Oh my God, classic! Probably the for dictator the clause. Probably for the only future. Only in the first day. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I love that. I just need twenty four hours, and then we're good. Trump just wants to have his purge. Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. Resume normal law. Listen, I'm yeah. down. Um, yeah. So uh, there's a lot going on with the 2024 election, but at the same time, it's kind of just same holding pattern. Uh, you know, Trump kind of coasting into the new year. You got two more debates next year, which you won't go to. Debates. Well, yeah. no, they're not officially sanctioned. So, I mean, um, are they going to happen? We'll see. I it mean, CNN matter. forgot to tell one of the schools that it was hosting a debate there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> even so, even so, if the debate does happen, does it really matter? Because the debate happened last week, and we haven't even really talked about it today at all, nor amongst yeah. ourselves. It happened. There and was a debate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. If a tree falls in the forest, but no I'll give you all here. the spark notes. No, I would say fucked. There you go. Well, yeah. No, I, the fourth debate in my mind was the best because you had somebody like Megyn Kelly and Eliana Johnson and Elizabeth Vargas, who all of their questions had a point to them, mm-hmm. and they were all from a right of center, like pretty conservative point of view. Oh yeah, and it was the questions that they did. The candidates didn't get asked in any other debate. Instead, it was like mm-hmm. Israel explain. And so, yeah. like, of course, the candidate has 17 hours of BS they can pull out and be like, well, Israel is our ally. Blah. No. Instead, the questions like the first one was Megyn Kelly to Ron DeSantis saying you're running, saying that you can be Trump without the chaos. You're the man to run and win. You're down 50 points. What are you doing? Explain. Yeah. And so the candidates couldn't just run to talking points. They had to actually answer. And I think it was a way better debate. Oh, Megyn Kelly was great. That. I, I thought just, I thought it was the best debate so far. I would agree with you, yeah. and because we didn't have all those unnecessary people up there, Asa, Asa, Asa Fever. Look, he is holding at one percent. The other Strong. two moderators, yeah, I was not a fan of, but Megan Kelly, big time fan, um, and I think she did a great job. I think that you know, like like I said, this, you know, it's not going to make a difference. Nothing really changed from it. Um, I did particularly enjoy that everyone had the knives out for Nikki Haley, mostly because she just continues to nonstop lie about things. Except Chris Christie. He did not have knives He out. defended her, which ironically I feel like hurt her more than anything anyone else <laughs> did up true. there because it made her look kind of weak. And, you know, I, I've Chris Christie, he's just like, I don't know. He's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> also, I love the hypocrisy of Christie being like, you know, the holier than thou about the law and upholding the law and Trump, you know, air quote, breaking the law when his administration definitely had some legal issues. People went to jail. OK, wrongly. I would say wrongly, yeah. just like Trump is being persecuted. Yeah. His people were persecuted. Bill Baroni, great man in New Jersey. Great state state. Technically never he, convicted. That shit got overturned. It was overturned, but he did he go to jail. He did go to jail. Yeah. Uh, the man who oversaw the building of the New World Trade Center in Port Authority. Uh, some traffic problems emails were sent, according to Al Sharpton. He did say uh, that, yeah. They were sent. Uh, but yeah, you know, I, I just love when Christy pulls that routine. Like, yeah. oh, I'm just so holier than thou with the law. And I'm like, no, you went to jail. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, Christy probably won't be on the next stage, maybe. I don't know. From what I heard, the next one might be just DeSantis Haley. Seems like Qualifying. It. Which could I mean, be interesting. The, the criteria CNN laid out is stiff. Could but be interesting. Like, could be interesting. I mean, realistically, at the end of the day, none of them even have a chance. It's just, it's just all theater for ourselves at this point. 
again, voting hasn't happened yet, but if if these polls, and they're just polls, but if these polls are right, it's done. And it's been done for a long time. I mean, did the primary even really ever start? Um, <laughs> kind of disappointing. But, you know, I, Trump's strategy of not showing up to the debates in the end will have worked. And we said it was probably going to work, and it did. Um, I don't know. I think that... Trump definitely secured a big win today in the the biased liberal judge here in Washington, D.C., being essentially thrown in the trash bin um, and the Supreme Court now taking over jurisdiction essentially is what happened, right? So for now, special counsel, you can explain it better. Special counsel, Jack Smith. So the way that this is. All been heading. So the prosecutor Trump is facing the prosecution here in D.C. for the January 6th stuff. He's facing mm-hmm. prosecution down in Florida for the classified document stuff. He's facing state uh, prosecution in Georgia for the whole, you know, the perfect phone call and whatever else he had with the secretary of state down there after the 2020 election. And this has all been leading up to basically one of these, especially probably the D.C. one, is going to end up convicting Trump on some charge. And he is obviously going to appeal that like anybody who's convicted does. Mm -hmm. And that appeal was inevitably going to be, we don't know what the appeal is going to be on specifically, if it's going to be on the way the trial was conducted or something that was excluded or somebody who was included or just the fact that they were prosecuting him in the first place. We knew it was going to end up going probably all the way to the Supreme Court. So in order to kind of like cut off that portion of this, the special counsel overseeing the federal cases, uh, just asked the Supreme Court, are we allowed to prosecute a former president for crimes committed while he was in office. Right. Just short-circuiting the whole thing. Because the answer that the Supreme Court gives on this, if they say no, he has, he has immunity and right. you can't prosecute him because he was the president of the United States at the time and he was carrying out official duties or something like that, then everything kind of goes away. Your cases are gone. Yeah. And so then this is all over. That'd be wild. Fruit of the poisonous tree. Oh, man. Um, that'd alternate be wild. Okay, Judge Judy. Uh, <laughs> the alternate reality that we have here is the Supreme Court goes, uh, you know, the rule of law, no one is above the law, even though he may have more leeway when he's acting as president of the United States. He's they not might say immune. like certain stuff. Yeah, he's not right. immune from prosecution. And so then the cases move forward. And the problem then becomes once – if a conviction happens, you can't appeal on the grounds that he never he's not able to be prosecuted. And yeah. so then the appeals are all based on rules of evidence, witnesses, circumstantial nonsense, all that would then become the appeals. And a judge that's overseeing these cases, if he is convicted, is probably not going to love that. And then again, if they take it to the Supreme Court, the Supreme Court is probably going to kick it back down to whatever the court below them is because they've already ruled that he can be prosecuted and it's not up to them to decide. Yeah. Unless there's some egregious, you know, breach of legal order beyond what's already happened. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I think that my prediction of what they'll come back with is that the stuff he did while he was president is covered. Immune. And that Something like the documents case where when he took the documents to Mar-a-Lago and didn't and return them, didn't return them exactly. after the fact and allegedly outside of the them. scope. That's the other thing. Too. Allegedly. Yeah. It could be. Allegedly. <laughs> right. That, but guy, that's, that it, guy flipped. Remember, he, he flipped. Did. He said, he I witnessed, I, I witnessed obstruction of justice Fucking and destruction rats. of evidence. But maybe. that would be, that would be the classic political outcome and that the cover up is worse than the crime. If yeah. it's like, Oh, you took documents on your last day yeah. in office. That's fine. But we asked for them back. You lied about having them and then hid them 
You know what? But though? what is the real charge for that? And again, right. if that's a federal, that that is a federal case on the documents. Yeah. So improper filing. Well, no, it's it's something went out. He went out to return some videotapes, and he came back with boxes of warplanes. It's classified documents. I mean, that's really the strongest case against it. it. Is the Georgia case pretty? I don't know. That's like the RICO charges are ridiculous. That one's going to be the most fun to watch, though, because you can actually watch it. It will be TV. Yeah. So that that one, I'm a little sad that the DC case doesn't have cameras in there. Um, We'll just go. What's the other one? Oh, the civil fraud case. I mean, that's New York. Nothing. What they're trying to do to him is outrageous. Yeah, uh, he can't the, work in New York. The anymore. accounting, uh, listen, the accounting that, thing is allegedly, allegedly, yeah. the accounting gimmicks that he used are used by literally every Everybody. business in New York, yeah. Wall Street are to you small business. I don't have a business in New York, but uh, <laughs> if I did, I would certainly be doing the same fucking Tax thing that he avoidance was. Is the- yeah, well, the thing that they're trying to say that Mar-a-Lago is worth only like. Seventeen million dollars. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'll take twelve. Like, I'll take 12. like th- that yeah. place is, you know, worth. They're trying to say he, he overvalued real estate assets for loan terms, and that's just outrageous. You know, now you're not going to go sell that today, but I don't know. That whole thing really pisses me off, and the fact that they're trying to ban him from doing business in the state of New York, where this clearly was just a political persecution from the beginning, with Latitz James, oh, who right. said, "I want to get Trump on something," and then literally went through fifty years of shit on him and anything that she could find to reach the end goal that she already determined that he was guilty. Yeah. And that's not how the justice system is supposed to work in this country. Not to mention all that shit was extended in the statute of limitations because of bullshit executive orders by fucking Andrew Cuomo during COVID as if the law just didn't exist during COVID. That's essentially what he did. There are no laws during COVID. Yeah, so that whole thing is ridiculous. Which, but, I mean, makes sense because he did kill a lot of people. Yeah, well, you know. And now he, he might be making a comeback to politics, him and his nipple rings. Um, really? He's going to vote for – he's running for comptroller? Like, I guess guess that, like Spitzer tried to do? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I gave that domain up. I did have that domain. No! com. Well, it was really only going to be valuable if he tried to run for president and then the, it all fell apart for him. Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the the Trump thing, and even even if he gets convicted, guess what? He can still run for president, and he might still win. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> which sets up another potential Supreme Court question. Yep. On it, let's say he's only convicted in Florida on the federal charge, uh-huh. maybe DC on a, one of the federal charges here. Can he pardon himself? Because if he's president, yes, sure. Federal stuff, pardon, yeah. yes, sure. But the Georgia stuff, different story. But inevitably. If that is the case and he pardons himself, there are going to be a billion legal challenges to that yeah. from the DNC and everyone sure. else. And then it's going to be back in front of the Supreme Court. Sure. Arguing over one of the most explicitly like well, universal authorities. Yeah, like the, the presidential pardon power is pretty yeah, cut, clear cut Yeah, the Supreme Court will dry. come back and say on that one, yeah, he has the power to do <laughs> yeah. it. But then the, pro- the thing I'm worried about with that is if the Supreme Court is then seen as uh, putting another Republican in office after yeah. the Bush Gore thing and everything else, that's going to be all the fuel yeah. that – uh, John Roberts might throw himself off the Capitol <laughs> Dome at that point, given the- <laughs> But that's everything that, like, you know, Chuck Schumer and Sheldon White's only clubhouse and other people have been looking for as they're trying to prove that the court is illegitimate and needs to be either packed or, yeah, like, disbanded. I don't know what their plan is. Listen, this, uh, this election year is going to be fucking insane. That's all I know, is that things are going to get crazy here in America, and no matter who wins the election next year, 
there's going to be problems. True. That's just a certainty at this point. No comma problem. Well, Big by the way, because I'm going underground. See you later. Aren't you already kind of underground? No, I don't have. I don't. Storm's have one that lives in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> it's above the ground. It's not Biden's basement. Uh, I don't know about that. There's no part of it which is. A, I wish it was below ground. Honestly, <laughs> it would yeah. provide better shielding for when we get nuked. We should buy um, one of those shelters in the ground. Yeah, <laughs> we should yeah. buy one of those shelters, man. Um. Just <laughs> okay, so got the Biden gaff of the day here, and it's another Biden money problems. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Biden retarded money problems. Roll that clip. Over a billion, three hundred million, trillion, three hundred million dollars. Billion, three hundred million, trillion, three hundred million dollars. It's Austin Powers. Me when I look at yeah, my credit the, card bill after a weekend away. That's true. Uh, yeah, it's, it is. It is Doctor yeah, Evil. It's Doctor Evil. Uh, a million bajillion shabalabadoo. He's got a lot of money. Yeah, well, that he's spending. And when I say he has a lot of money, I mean he took the money from the taxpayers and is spending. Yeah. Uh, last story I wanted to hit here is kind of a local story, although it's gotten some national attention. Mm-hmm. The, the stadium mm-hmm. in Washington, D.C., the arena where the Capitals and the Wizards play, uh, is under a new agreement now, a non binding agreement, oh, mind you, it could fall apart still, to move to Virginia, Northern Virginia. And the liberals who really love the smell of their own farts, um, if you know the South Park episode, it, and and apparently love crime, by the way. Don't hey. mention crime to them. They love crime. Cannot understand for the life of them why an owner of a sports franchise would want to move out of the crime-ridden inner city to the suburbs. Beautiful Virginia. Yeah. Where police are allowed to do their jobs. Yeah. Uh, it, it's honestly this when seeing people's reactions, and you were saying this earlier, seeing people's reactions to this is crazy to me because they act as if there are no problems yes. in Washington, D.C. It's fine. And you watched Mayor Bowser's press conference today yeah, was a piece of work. where she was asked about the crime problem. It's a blip. And she's like, it's a blip. It's a blip. No problem. It's There's no problem downtown. Um you know, DC's on rate for its highest murder count in forty years, but there's no problem. Yeah, let's go. No let's Baltimore is a safer city than DC. Year over year crime statistics. So where we are, December thirteenth uh-huh. versus twenty twenty two through December thirteenth, there have been two hundred fifty nine homicides. That's a thirty four percent increase. Uh-huh. There have been more than thirteen hundred assaults with a dangerous weapon. That's a two percent increase. More than 3,300 robberies, a 69% increase for a violent crime total increase of 40% this year so far. Then you get to carjackings and everything else. So you've got motor vehicle thefts are up 89% with more than 6,500. People having stuff stolen from their cars at 7,400. Other theft is at 12,700. That's a 24% increase on Mm -hmm. that one. Arson. Up 150%, but that's only from 4 to 10. I'm surprised so, it's only 10. Less notable, but still a big increase yeah. for a property crime total increase of 25% this year. But it's a blip. Yeah. It's a blip. Uh, the murder count is really bad. The carjacking count is really People are getting carjacked. The way a congressman's getting carjacked. You know, they're but she has a everywhere. solution. She has a solution. She gave. Uh, she's giving away for the community. They can go to their local police precinct and buy an air tag. 
They don't buy That's it. They true. get it. The taxpayers, yeah. the taxpayers bought them, and now she's giving uh-huh. them out. So you just throw an air tag in your glove box, and assuming the co- or the criminal doesn't know to just chuck that out the window right away, which mm-hmm. I assume they do, then you can find your car once it's been car like the window's probably shattered. You might be shot on the yeah. side of the road. Yeah. We can go get your car back that is probably wrapped around a telephone pole somewhere in Anacostia. Yep. Uh, so that's not really a solution. And don't forget that she was in Dubai for this climate conference, whatever. And that's part of the reason she was caught so flat footed by this announcement and scrambled. And last night, even after the event for Governor Yunkin and the Caps and Wizards owner to announce their partnership to move them to Virginia, she and her city council that has members, including those that believe Jews control the weather. Don't forget about that one. True. Uh, they put together a plan to give the sports organization $500 million to stay in DC, but it was way too little too late. Her press conference was a disaster. She doesn't even know which Metro lines are like mass transit. That was system. Crazy. She doesn't even know which Metro lines go to where the caps and the wizards currently play. That was and she crazy. used to be on the board of the Metro, like the transit agency. So she's, she's the worst. Well, I just love and when everyone's like, no one's going to go to these games in Northern Virginia. And I'm like, Oh, you mean all the people with money that live in the suburbs that won't go downtown now because of the crime? I can't even tell you the last time I went downtown. I was trying to remember today. I have no clue what the last time I went into the city was. I think it was maybe over a year ago when we went to shoot that video outside the Capitol. That could be. Yeah. yeah. Is it that or the Nats game? I don't know when. when well, we that was way yeah, before. Was that was like two years ago. Jeez. I had to yeah. walk to Georgetown to get my racing bib over the weekend. And I forgot how it's just asshole central. Also, ridden with crime. Because everyone gets <laughs> yeah. carjacked in Georgetown, too. There's well, yeah, no they're safe go- areas. They got nice where, cars. Where, yeah. do, where do you think these hood rats are going? It's yeah. for the nice cars. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, and these are it's, these are teens. These are teens with guns just shooting people. No regard for human yeah. life. Really. I mean, just, I mean also, there, are, there are bodies all over the place over there. As I think about it more, like the argument, like you were saying that, oh, well, nobody's going to go to Potomac Yard to a hockey game or a basketball game or a concert or whatever. Yeah. And claiming that there's not like the infrastructure can't support that many people. Reagan National Airport is like 250 feet from where this site is. It's mm-hmm. literally right there on the river, right north of where they're going to build this thing. And that's. Several tens of thousands of people every single day at all hours coming and going from the airport. I didn't know that all these people complaining about having to go to Potomac Yard for a game also only fly to Baltimore and Dulles. Like, yeah. No, you go there all the time. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. Show yeah. your face. It's yeah. uh, cope and seethe. Your tears fuel me. Also, you people don't go to the fucking games anyway. It's well, yeah. Probably true. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I bet you they'll have Nobody a, they'll, at that little five-person no, protest ever went to any athletic event. They'll have a years. net gain of... People in Virginia willing to now go to games who have the money here, right, uh, and don't want to go to shithole downtown D.C. Yes. Just on last Saturday night, uh, my beloved New York Rangers played the Washington Capitals. Got blown out, so I'm happy they didn't go. But (laughs) I didn't go to that game because I'm not going downtown at fucking night. No. Like it's it's not safe. It's just not. I had I'm a not, race the next I'm, day. I waited the last possible minute to check in because I just wanted to sleep and not like, stick around. Like in the city. I'm not willing <laughs> to risk my life. Do you want to die to go <laughs> watch a game? Now, if it's here in Virginia, hell yeah, I'll we'll go. Blow a couple hundred bucks of on a ticket to go see the the team. It's literally like, right down the street. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In safety. Yes. You know, like it, it's it's just the it's the overall mentality. That's the thing that I've been trying to get to is like mm-hmm. these people's reaction, their mentality of, oh, yeah, we love the crime. We have no problem with it. 
that is that is the problem. That is the problem. Yes, and is. that is why our cities will never recover. And do you blame him for trying to get this franchise out? No. And I like DC dessert like it I lived in DC for almost a decade. And when I moved there, it was a different place completely. It was pre-COVID. It was like the last of the Obama years. Pre-Black Lives Matter. It was just like a totally different place to live. And there were times that I felt unsafe, but I also lived in many of the neighborhoods that are now like nobody goes to because it got that bad that fast. And that to me is sad because DC should be a world-class city. It's our capital. People come here from all over the world. And if they only go to DC and they think that's what America's like, that's devastating because that's not what America's like. Yeah. It's very sad, but yes, it's sad, but it deserves every bad thing that happens because bad leadership has consequences. But if you say that it's racist, just how, just how the crime wave is, it's racist to say that. Yes. Ariel Bowser. Hey, we shouldn't do crack. Like, what's his name? He was a Barry. good mayor, actually. Yeah, yeah, he actually was not that bad of a mayor. I know, I know. That's Tougher right. on crime yeah. as a criminal than Muriel Bowser is. That's the joke. That's a good one. That's it. Bitch, set me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. We're going to wrap up for today. Uh, if you have any comments, email us, triggered at townhall.com. We love hearing from you. Tell us what you want to hear on the show. Of course, if you enjoy Triggered and want to get it uncensored, become a Town Hall VIP member at townhallvip.com. Our Black Friday promotion is over. We may have a little bit of a special Christmas promotion coming. Ooh, the John McClane Christmas promotion? It might be. It might be. Promo code DieHard is a Christmas movie. Uh, (laughs) Hans Gruber might be the promo code. We'll see. We're going to decide before next week. So uh, you may want to actually hold off on purchasing a subscription. Welcome to the VIP party, pal. Oh, that's actually not a bad one. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So thank you to all of you who are VIP members already. And there are so many of you. It means the world to us. That's why we do the show. We love you. We love all of you listening. Uh, Don't forget five-star ratings and reviews go a long way to helping us beat the big tech algorithms on the Apple and Google Play app stores or uh, podcast rankings. Uh, if you, again, if you'd like to reach out, email us triggered at townhall.com and we will be back here next Wednesday, December 20th for the last episode of 2023. And we are on our slow, uh, slow march, maybe the trail of tears towards, <laughs> baton. towards our 500th episode Yes, and we will be there early next year. So, uh, hope you guys are having a good Christmas season. Happy Hanukkah. Kwanzaa. Not Kwanzaa. It's a fake holiday. Kwanzaa's yeah, fake. It is. But the to all CIA the made that Happy shit up. Happy Kwanzaa. Yeah, I'm sure we have a huge Kwanzaa audience here. All right, we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>